Hello and welcome to the ARC Podcast. I'm Adam. On today's episode, Joy and I talk with author Leslie Leland Fields. Her new book is Crossing the Waters. In her book, she takes us on a journey through the Gospels, traveling with the fishermen, disciples from Jesus' baptism to the final miraculous catch of fish, and also experiencing Leslie's own efforts to follow Christ out on her own Alaskan Sea. So we encourage you to check out this book, Crossing the Waters, at navpress.com, or you can learn more about Leslie at her website, leslielandfields.com. We hope you enjoy the interview. Well, um, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to uh, talk with us today. We wanted to start off by asking you about um, how you became a writer and then how you came to write your new book, Crossing the Waters. Yeah, I, um, I'm one of those people who started writing as soon as there was a pen in my hand. And I had a great first grade teacher who um, always assigned writing poems. And that's when I just fell in love with poetry. So I wrote poetry all through my childhood, um, all the way up until college. And so if somebody asked me when I was 10 years old, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would have said a writer. And I did. I, I said, I want to be a writer. But a funny thing happened when I got to college and I majored in English, majored in literature, you know, and there you are reading the best, you know, work that human beings have produced, you know, over a thousand years. And the whole thought of being a writer just like kind of disappeared, (laughs) you know, because I think, you know, there you are, you're thinking, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, you know, I can't write Grapes of Wrath or I can't, I'm not Shakespeare. And so I just like, it, it just, it just disappeared that thought about being a writer. And then I graduated from college and within that next year, I mean, like you, I can't, I couldn't help it. I just started writing poetry again and started submitting it and I started getting published. And, and then I, I began to take myself seriously as a writer. You know, I began to think maybe, maybe I can write, maybe I have something to say. And so it, it's just kind of been this process of taking words more and more seriously until now I am a complete addict. I am completely addicted to uh, the whole writing process. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's really transformative. So you're, you're a writer, but you're also a commercial fisherwoman, uh, which this book, there's a lot of stories about that. Uh, Can you tell us how you, you got into that? That's not a a usual profession that we encounter around here. Right. And, you know, that wasn't on my list. That was <laughs> not on my, you know, life to do list. Find a fisherman and get married and move to Alaska and live on a remote island in the wilderness and live there for the rest of your life. No, <laughs> that was not my plan. <laughs> but um, that that is what happened. Um, I went my husband. I, I grew up in New Hampshire. My husband grew up in Kodiak and we met at Cedarville University and we got married while we were there in college together and 
when I married my husband, I ended up marrying a fishing lifestyle. I ended up marrying kind of the whole state of Alaska. <laughs> and, you know, and there have been times when I've really pushed back against that when I thought, this is too hard. This is too far away. This is, you know, this is requiring so much giving up. But truly, um, you know, Jesus has been with me. And the combination of being a writer and being a fisherman and living out in the wilderness is has been really um, incredible. I'm going to use that word again, transformative. Um, because through all the hard times and all through the wonderful times, my uh, the commitment to words and language, to finding language to describe what's happening and language to understand what's happening, um, it really has kind of, you know, saved me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Leslie, you talk in your book, Crossing the Waters, about some of those stories, and you give a new perspective to the disciples and their experience of Jesus Christ and the things that he said and did. And I'm wondering if you can give us a little bit more about what the book's about, and you've written several others, so what prompted you to write this one? How does it stand out from the others? Yeah, this one is actually my 10th book, and that's why I gave myself a party. <laughs> it's like, 10 books. Okay, I'm just going to, I just like, I have to celebrate the moment. Yes. And um, I've written about many different things. I've written about forgiveness. I've written about parenting. I've written about food. Um, but this book maybe is maybe the most deeply personal of all my books because it takes readers out, um, out to our island and out through some really difficult seasons of fishing. And, you know, I, I wrote this book, there are a number of reasons, but um, the, the gospel stories, we have four stories that, that place us right there on the Sea of Galilee. And it, it's a, it's a, it was a maritime culture. It was a, um, you know, and, and Jesus chose four, maybe even six fishermen as his disciples. And the Gospels are full of water and fish and fishermen and nets and storms. And it occurred to me uh, through my own life on the water that I think we're missing a lot. I think we're missing a lot that these stories could teach us. We're so far removed in time, you know, 2,000 years. We're so far removed in place, you know, thousands of miles. We're so far removed by culture, you know. We, most people live in an urban or suburban American culture, not in a maritime culture. So I recognize that my life on the water, my life fishing, really has yielded, I think, a lot of new insights um, about the Gospels and specifically about what it means to follow Jesus. And I think we need to hear that. I think we need to figure out what it means to follow Jesus right now. I think it is of the utmost importance right now mm -hmm. because I see us following a lot of people other than Jesus right now. Um, one of the uh, stories that's told a lot from the Gospels is Jesus calming the storm, which uh, I feel connected to because I get motion sickness very easily, <laughs> so I can immediately go there. That's something that you've ever experienced. Uh, like, have you ever been in a storm on the water? And what might the disciples have been 
experiencing during that time? Oh my, I, I've been on I've been on the water in storms many times, and one time I thought, I thought this is it, we're gonna die, you know. Um, so yeah, let's let's just take a minute and go out into the boat with those with those um, disciples, and they're out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and we have to remember there's no there's no outboard on the back of their boat, mm -hmm. right? It's power, it's human powered, it's it's man with their hands on oars. That you know that's how it's powered. Life jackets. No life. Yeah, and, and they and they're not wearing they don't have life jackets, and they don't have they can't call a coast guard. To come rescue them, you know, if if their boat goes down, so they are really out there um, alone. And and the waves, the Gospel of Mark tells us that the waves are sweeping into the boat. Now, now what that means is, when you're out in a storm, what you've got to do is you've got to keep the bow of your boat into the waves. And this tells me that they 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 couldn't do that. The storm is too severe, so the the boat is now sitting sideways in the waves and the waves are sweeping over and filling up the boat now there's a detail so they, so they're terrified they um just a few more waves and and the boat will sink but here's here's what's so confusing about this event is that guess who's with them jesus is with them in this storm and he's asleep He's lying. These men know they're about to die, and Jesus is asleep. And here's one more detail that, that you have to know. Most people don't realize. Again, in Mark's gospel, it says that he's asleep on a cushion. Well, do you know what that cushion probably was? That was probably a buoy for the sea anchor. Now, the sea anchor is what you use in storms and rough water and you throw it over and it gives your boat some stability. Okay, so Jesus is not only asleep, but he's asleep like on the one thing. <laughs> Help them. <laughs> so just think about that. Um, and uh, um, so, so they're terrified and, and but but they finally, they finally wake Jesus up. And I, you know, their mistake was, remember when Jesus wakes up and he rebukes them? Oh, you of little faith. Mm -hmm. And haven't you always wondered, like, okay, why why is he saying that? Why is he rebuking them for their faith? You know, I think he's rebuking them because they didn't wake him up sooner. They didn't know, because they don't know who Jesus is. They don't know that he is master of the Lord. He's Lord of sea and sky. And they don't know that, or they don't believe it. They don't have they don't have enough faith to know that yet. Had they believed that, they would have awakened awakened him immediately. But they waited until they were about to die, you know, before they wakened him. Wow, I think that's really similar, Leslie, to sometimes what we do when we get desperate. Yes, convenient to reach out to the Lord, but not until then. And we try by our own strength to do oh. it or to prove it. Or, or feel like God's absent, and that is not true. And it's not true yet. There we are, right? Our hands are on the oars, and we are like, we are just muscles against this huge sea, but we, you know, we can do it. Yep. We can do it. <laughs> yes, right. I really like, I've never heard someone share that perspective before. Yeah, yeah. And I, I that's what's been really cool is that, you know, I've been out um, involved in fishing for 40 years. And I think just my own immersion in, in water and boats and um, have just yielded um, 
j just some really exciting insights that have been helpful to me as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if our listeners want to watch you catch a fish, they should watch the the book trailer <laughs> for this this book. You you handle a fish at the beginning of the video. Yeah, <laughs> a very Incredible. large fish. Yeah. Yes, it's a beautiful now, Leslie, you have one more. One of the other characters that you highlight is Peter, and you have a unique perspective on him walking on the water, sinking, and then, you know, Jesus rescue him. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, yeah, let me talk about that story, because that, that's the other big storm, you know, in, in the Gospels. And there those poor guys are again. They're out in the water, but this time, They've been out there for nine hours, if you can imagine. I mean, you know, I've been out. My, my engine and my outboard is broken down in my skiff a, a number of times. And one time I was in a storm uh, by myself on the ocean in April, and my engine broke down. And there I was in a wooden boat, just like theirs, with oars in a storm. So I know exactly, I know exactly how that feels. But I don't know how that feels to do that for nine hours, you know. So they were they were really at the end of their strength, and so in this in this wailing storm, suddenly you know this figure appears, and and the men scream. They're terrified because they think it's a ghost. And let me tell you why they think it's a ghost, because there was all this folklore um, at the time about the Sea of Galilee that it was actually like a kind of sort of a Hades. Like it's the abyss and that spirits, you know, die and go into the abyss. And, and um, so when they see this, fan, the, the actual Greek word is phantasm, a phantom. Mm. They see this phantom and they, they think it's a ghost. And, um, and, and they, you know, they, they scream and Jesus calls out to them. He says, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. He reassures them three times and identifies himself. Now, Peter, they, they all hear this, and, and they're, I think they're maybe scared even more. And Peter hears these words, but he cannot believe that it's Jesus. He cannot believe that Jesus loves them that much, that he's going to come out in the dark of night on a stormy sea to them. And Peter calls out to him, and he says, if it is you, do you hear that, that, that first word? Lord, if it is you, tell me to come, to come, to come to you on the waters. And Jesus, <laughs> I can sort of imagine him rolling his eyes. <laughs> Peter, there you go again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus says, okay, come. And Peter jumps out of the boat. Now I have to tell you, fishermen don't jump out of their boat, right? You should not jump out of your boat. Jesus has given you a boat. That's your safety. Jesus has given you each other. He had all the other men with them together, you know, and he leaves all this behind to, 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 to jump in the water. So here's, here's my take on that story. I, I think that Peter is jumping not out of faith. Peter is jumping out of doubt. It is doubt that sends him out, out of that boat and onto the water. And it is doubt, of course, that causes him to sink. So we, we like to tell the story and think, oh, look at the faith of Peter. You know, he jumped on, to walk on water. You know what? We are not supposed to walk on water. We are not made to walk on water. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, and I, you know, the story turns out a happy course because Jesus, Jesus is there. He loves them and he saves them anyway, even though they have so little faith. He saves them anyway, and he, he does the same for us. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad. Mm -hmm. And you've actually fished in the Sea of Galilee, is that right? Yes. So that probably helps with your uh, imagining the scenario. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I, I, I flew over to Israel and I hiked um, the trail around the Sea of Galilee called the Gospel Trail. And I hiked it by myself and loved it, had a great time. And I and I went out with um, a few commercial fishermen. I went out three times and um, that that was really fun. Um, it, it made it so real. And and. And that's what I want to do for readers. I think we, you know, too many times we read the Gospels and they are like words on a page. Or we've heard these stories over and over, you know, since we were children and sort of blah, blah, blah. But th that that's why I, I, I've written this book, to, to help us feel the, the spray of the water and feel the mud between our toes and feel the fish on our hands because all these things are real and they really happened and, and there's so much for us to learn from them. Mm -hmm. What would you advise us, Leslie, when we do have moments of doubt or we feel like we're in a storm and Jesus is not calming it or we realize like, wow, we have been struggling through something by our own might and we haven't addressed the Lord about it. Um, how can we make that more of a routine, more of a habit, or, you know, making our spirits more sensitive to the Lord? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think um, that we, we live in this reality that Jesus doesn't always calm the storm, right? We live in that reality. Bad things happen. And... Um, let me just share one of them from my life that's in the book. And uh, my mother-in-law, uh, just a wonderful woman of God, she uh, died out at our fish camp. Uh, a fire broke out in, in their house. <clears throat> and the house burned down, and she was in it. And she was not rescued. We tried. People risked their own life to save her and they were not able to save her. Mm. So the question is, what do we do with this? You know, what do we do with this? Um, and we want the Christian life to be, to be easy. We want it to be comfortable. We don't want storms, but there are storms. And here's, here's what I'd say to people listening. You know what? Jesus has calmed the storm. Because the real storm that we all face, the real storm is sin. The real storm, the worst storm that we face is separation from God. Mm -hmm. That's death. That's real death. And that is the only storm that we cannot survive, mm -hmm. separation from God. And Jesus ended that storm for us. Jesus jumped into the storm of sin and into the storm of death. And he conquered sin and he conquered death. He took away the sting and the blow of death from us so that we're safe. We're truly safe. Even if we die, mm -hmm. when we die in Jesus, we're safe in Jesus. And, and I experienced that myself um, in a moment when I knew I was about to die. I was in a plane, a bush plane with my 
13-year-old son and my six-month-old baby son who was beside me. And my 13-year-old son had just had an ATV accident. He smashed into a tree. His face was, was crushed and bleeding. And the fog was down to the ground. The Coast Guard could not come and, 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 and get him. But this one man flew an hour in the fog and, and came to get us. And as we're in that plane on the way to the hospital, the plane suddenly banked so steeply, just went straight up in the air. And I knew it was going to happen. I knew we were about to hit a mountain. And in that moment, with my two sons by my side, knowing that we were about to die, I tell you what, I was safe. I was safe in Jesus. And I should have been panicking. And I should have been terrified. And you know what? I wasn't. I felt this profound calm because Jesus was with us. And I knew that even if we hit that mountain, that we were going to be safe. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, Leslie. And it, it's really in those tender tender moments when there really is nothing else but our Savior that we realize, wow, Jesus, you have been here. You will always be here. And you're never going to leave or forsake me. And I'm sure as you've realized it's through trial, we realize how deeply rooted the gospel is in our life. Because it's not in the moment of trial that you grow. It's the season leading up to it. And then the trial is what tests the faith. Yes, for sure. And, um, you know, hard things happen to all of us. But I would never, I would never wish them away. Mm -hmm. Because they do, they purify us, they strengthen us. And they help us to know that Jesus is real. Maybe we can't see him with our eyes, but he's so with us. His Holy Spirit is with us, and he will indeed never forsake us. Yes, yes. And Leslie, your story is one of the most unique I think I've heard that like a real life woman in a lot of scenarios that the disciples would have been in. And I think, like you said, it's easy to become apathetic because we feel removed from the culture of Jesus. But that is no reason to remove Christology from our perspective and study of the word. So thank you for sharing those stories. It's really impactful. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. And I, yeah, I really want to call people back to the Gospels. You know, Jesus said, follow me, he called to the fishermen. That's the same call he gives to us. And follow me means literally, that Greek word means literally to walk the same road. And Jesus is calling us to walk the same road as he did. And, you know, it's really hard to walk the same road as he did. If we don't remember the road that he walked, where he went, what he did, how he loved people and fed them and healed them and all these things. So I, the Gospels need to be a part, a, a daily part of our lives. And, 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 and that's why I've written this book, to, to bring us back. Um, to, to the real gospels about the real Jesus. So, so we can, you know, follow, walk the same road as he did. Mm, thank you, Leslie. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. The book, 
is Crossing the Waters, and mm -hmm. everyone should go check it out. Uh, they can go to navpress.com or anywhere that books are sold. And if people want to connect with you online, what's the best way to, to do that? Yeah, they can go to my website. Um, is with just my name, LeslieLaylandFields.com, or I've got Facebook pages with my name, and my email is LeslieLaylandFields at gmail.com. So, I love I love sharing um, sharing the road with with other with other other people. So, yes. Well, thank you, Leslie. We have so enjoyed our time. I hope that. Um, you know, you continue to see Jesus as you do what you do. It's really a beautiful thing. Well, thank you so much for letting me share it with your listeners and share it with you guys. Great to, great to meet you. Yes, and good job for doing three interviews in one day. That is very impressive. <laughs> That's a lot. Hey, I'm ready for the next, you know, I just, yeah, I just really get excited. Oh, good. Well, thank you. You've been such a pleasure, Leslie. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys so much.